Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Uh, today's episode might be a little short, I'm not sure. Um, no calling today again. Um, I think I'm going to start recording these podcasts a little earlier in the day, because I realized they get more views the earlier I kind of post them, the the more listeners I get, so more flexible for you guys. And I think it'll just give me a little more of an opportunity to do longer episodes. Sometimes I just wait till the end of the day. I don't know why. Sorry about that. Yeah, no callers today, unfortunately. Billy and Charles are uh, slacking. They haven't got back to me still. But we're going to be talking about uh, kind of Alex Cora and the Red Sox and what's going on with them and the rest of the MLB. It's just been wild throughout this first week or two. Uh, and then we're going to be talking about, apparently, Kevin Durant to the Knicks is pretty much already a done deal. Uh, we'll tell you what someone said on, I'm pretty sure it was Colin Coward's uh, podcast and something I saw. So uh, we'll talk to, about all of that um, coming up now. Okay, so this first week or two uh, in the MLB, it's almost been pretty much two weeks, have been absolutely wild so far. I'll just read you the standings. It's been more wild, I think, in the uh, American League than the National League. But then again, I'll tell you how much I really read into this first week or two. Um, but first, here are the standings. In the AL East, we have the Rays at 5-2, and two, the Orioles at 4-3, and three, then the Blue Jays at 3-4, and four, the Yankees at 3-4, and four, and the Red Sox at 2-6. and six. So the Yankees and the Red Sox are in the bottom two uh, places, and they should be at the top two. But it's early. We'll talk about all that. Then in AL Central, you have the Twins in first at four and one, the Tigers in second at five and three, the White Sox in third at two and three, the Indians at two and three, and the Royals at two and four. I thought the Twins were probably going to be like second or third place. Indians will win that division. White Sox being second and third, then the Tigers and Royals down the standings. But, you know, a little a little funky there, but again, it's early. You have to expect some of this. It's just been a little more wild than expected. And then the ALS, you have the Mariners at 7-1, the Rangers at 4-2, the Athletics at 6-4, the Astros at 2-5, and, and the Angels at 1-5. I think the Mariners might be the best team in, uh, throughout these first 7-8 games. I think they might be the, have been the best team so far. Uh, that's up to you to kind of decide. I think they might be. Um, but the, I expected them to come in fourth. The Rangers are in second. I expected them to be fifth. I expected the Athletics to be in second. They're in third at a nice six and four right now. The Astros in first, at, and they're in two and five. And the Angels are at one and five. Um, then the NL East, we had the Phillies in first at four and one. The Mets in second at five and two. The Nationals at third at three and three. The Braves at fourth at two and three. And then the Marlins in fifth at two and five. So the Phillies I expected to come in first, but I didn't expect them. But that's what I predicted. First place for the Phillies. I think they'll hit a few bumps, but at the end of the season, they'll clinch it. It'll be close. I... The Mets, I expect them to actually be fourth their second right now, but they could easily come in second. I wouldn't be surprised. The Nationals, I expected them to be in third. They're in third right now. The Braves, they're in fourth. I expect them to come in second, and then the Marlins in last. So just switch the Mets and Braves around. I had that correct, and that's a wild. Again, it's early. I'm just saying early predictions uh, quickly for you guys. In case you didn't hear that, I made an episode about that a week and a half ago. All right, now we have the NL Central, and I picked the Cardinals to win as a little bit of a bold prediction. And I still believed in the Brewers, who are at 6-1, and one, but I will say I picked the Cardinals to win that division. They're at 6-1, and one, then it's Cardinals in second at 3-3, three and, three, and the Pirates in third at 1-3, 1-4. Uh, 
for the Reds and the Cubs in last place. Um, so that division really hasn't been good besides the Brewers. Cardinals have been okay. Then the NL West, the Dodgers at 5-2, and two, Padres at 4-3, and three, Diamondbacks at 3-4, and four, Rockies at 3-4, and four, Giants at 2-5. and five. Nothing wild here. Dodgers are probably going to win that division. Rockies will probably go in second. Again, I think the Padres at best are third place team. They're just, you know, Machado, great. You win a few extra games. He's a lazy player. Uh, you know what? Good. Good that irrelevant franchise. It's fine with me. The Rock, you know, they're on the Rockies. They expected to come in second place. They're only a game behind. So, you know, nothing too wild in the NL. It's the American League. And I'll start with the Red Sox. We have talked about well, not we, but this Red Sox team has really struggled. They're two and six. They could easily be one and seven because that Mariners game, you had Mitch Moreland come in and pinch hit and see that game. And it's not even that. It's just that pitcher that they're facing had a blown arm. You could easily be one and seven. Your only real win was the um. Your only real win was not today. Today we lost three to seven, but last night it was six to three win over the Athletics. So it's your only real pure win. Um, Nathan Avaldi started. He did solid. Four hits, four walks, three earned runs, three strikeouts in five innings. He was okay. But that was your real only real win that I really looked at and felt, all right, six to three, that's a ball game. That was nice. You weren't perfect, but you were good. And it was a nice win. But, I mean... Today, today's lawsuit, Mookie Betts making those mental mistakes and all of this. But Cora is starting to say, see, Alex Cora is getting on my nerves. Because I said last year, all right, last I said going into this year, you guys know if you listen, I said, this year is not going to be perfect for the Red Sox. This year just is not going to be perfect. Last year was perfect. It was a cakewalk. You literally dodged every single bullet in the book. It was too easy. Everything went perfect. Oh, the Red Sox. Yeah, 108 wins in the World Series. Everything went perfect for you last year. There was no flaws, and you wrote nothing. Were you good? Yeah, I'm not ripping that. You were a good team. But last year, nothing. There's nothing. It was just too easy. And this year, finally, you're facing some adversity, and they can't handle it. Cora has done a bad job so far this year. I... Did not doubt Cora. I'm not saying, all right, I was right about this too because I didn't predict that Cora was going to have a bad year. I didn't think Cora was going to win manager of the year, but I still thought he'd be like a top five, top six manager this season. I thought, you know, he'd cool off a little this year, but still be a good manager. And I'm not saying he's going to do bad because these first two series were two and five. Big whoop de do. The Yankees are sitting at three and four. The Astros are sitting at 2-5, and five, so they're Indians 2-3, and three, so some of the top dogs in the AL are just not getting the job done so far. And then we have teams like the Orioles at 4-3, and three, arguably the worst team in baseball. So the Orioles kind of destroyed the Yankees too. But I love how Alex Cora last year is just like, uh, we were ready in March. We destroyed the Grapefruit League. We were ready in March. We were ready to go, and we knew there were not going to be any problems. So this year, when Alex Cora, well, this year, now can we start ripping on Alex Cora for the fact that, oh yeah, last year, because he's saying all the stuff last year, he was talking about we were the best fruit regular, oh, we had the, this is spring training, the grapefruit league is spring training, sorry, I said I specify that. So he's talking about last year, he was saying, 
We started the year 17-2. and two. We were ready back in March. You saw how we did in spring training. Best record in the Grapefruit League. So now can we get on Alex Cora's case that you were tied for the worst record in the Grapefruit League this year in spring training, tied for last place, had the largest run differential, and you started 2-6 and six this year? So I want to get on his back now because he's not faced the adversity well. You criticize him, and he gets all, eh, eh, nah, I'm perfect. Because I, you know, I, I won manager of the year last year. I don't want to hear that. He, he can't face a little bit of criticism without whining, crying. God, this is just the thing. And I feel like this just reminds me, like, I, it's not the same scenario, but kind of like with the Celtics, how last season the playoffs went perfect. And um, all the young players were, you know, doing great. And then everybody's like, oh, the season's going to be great. And then somehow found a way to bite each other in the butt. So far, that's how it's kind of worked with the um, Red Sox, where last season was so perfect that they didn't, they expected the same thing. Especially from first-year manager Cora. His, it's kind of like a first impression. His first impression is that the MLB is it's easy. It's going to be another cakewalk. He's never really expected or faced this adversity. So I want to see how he handles it. That was kind of how it was. Last year was perfect. So now when we run into adversity as a team, we go on a losing streak. We start facing criticism. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Because clearly I have not been able to handle it. Cora, last night or today, I forget which one it was, Face some criticism, finally kind of owned up to it a little bit, but still threw some of his players kind of under the bus a little. Not directly, but was still kind of blaming the players for it. So he's he's got to start handling criticism well. You're not going to be perfect. There's going to be flaws. There's going to be badly managed games, and it's just going to happen. Now, I'm not getting on the Red Sox case because I told you. What does spring training mean to me? Yeah, a little. I, I said it means a little bit, but not a whole lot. But if Alex Cora is talking about last year, oh, we were really ready. Well, this year you don't look ready. In spring training, you look like, a, you look like some jolly old fat guy. Enjoying life. That, that's just kind of what it seemed like to me. I, I don't know. Just trying to come up with the uh, something off my top of my head. Sorry, this is bad. It's a bad metaphor or whatever. But I kind of sit here and say, how are we going to bounce back? We just finished up our um, season series, or our series for now with the athletics. We're going to um, go play in Arizona against the Diamondbacks, and finally we'll get our first home game. I can't believe we haven't had a home game yet. I can't believe we haven't had a home game yet. So we have three more games against the Diamondbacks. I expect you to win two out of the three. I expect a nice, uh, not much of a flight, but I expect the Alex Cora to look at this and finally have enough data, everyone, to finally sit down and find the areas where they need to improve and win two out of three against the Diamondbacks, I think. I think they should. Will they? We'll see. Um, Colin, any, anything. What do you think? So, again, the Yankees kind of dealt with injuries, like the Tulowitzki injury. But what do you take out of the beginning of the season? Do you take anything at spring training this beginning of the season, or is it all just a fluke and we'll get back to the regular MLB in a few weeks? Things will be pretty normal. There's going to be a few teams that surprise us. You know, maybe all of a sudden the Cubs have a bad year. I don't know. I'm not saying they will, but you never know. It's going to be a team with high expectations that doesn't exceed and one that overexceeds expectations. It's just going to happen. Um, it's hard to predict. But, again, this has been a, this has been a little wacky so far, uh, for sure. 
Um, and Alex Cora is finally facing some criticism. I love that this team's finally facing something. It's been a frustrating start to the year. We could easily be, what, 1-7 right now? Yeah, we're 2-6. and six. Last in the division. We're in a solid division. Like, you look at it, you got the Yankees, who are a top five team baseball along with you. The Rays are a playoff contending team. Although I thought they'd be a little worse than they were last year. They're five and two and look like they're all right. And you got the Blue Jays, who are kind of a eh, team at best. Maybe 70 wins. Maybe. Maybe. And then there's the Orioles, who might be the worst team in baseball. But you're in a solid division. But again, how much do you really take? How much do you really read into the beginning? To me, I do a little bit more than I said for the fact that I didn't think of the aspect of how prepared are they? How much were they really prepared coming out of spring training? Because last year they were prepared. This year, not so much. But again, I, I'm not doubting that they can bounce back. It's early. Uh, get a little bit of the rust out. That's what I said against Seattle. Now it's Oakland, and now we're going to be all of a sudden. We can't come up with this excuse of getting all the rust out forever. So... Yeah, that's kind of my lowdown on what's going on in the MLB and with this Red Sox team, with Alex Cora and all of that. So, yeah, Anchor Mobile app, type in after the bus, Sports Talk, send in a voice message. What do you take away from the beginning of the season, spring training, or anything? Any suggestions? Anything. I hope Billy and Charles call back. I hope new callers call in. Again, it would be so much fun, so much better to have some consistent callers every single time. I'll set it. I'll, I'm going to try to start doing these podcasts earlier in the day. So we can get some more listeners, uh, and that way I can have more time to do these podcasts, because I'll do them longer if I get more college. and we need more time, I can do it longer than 30 minutes. We did like a 57-minute episode once. So yeah, I'm down for that. If you guys really want to call in, it'll be fun. Trust me. Just try it once. If you, if you, you know, you don't like it, it's fine. But Or tell your friends about this. Maybe they'll want to call in. I'd gladly tell your friends. I don't care. Um... To listen. That will be great. Um, so now we're going to get to um, an article I found. So there was um, someone, I'll tell you um, in a minute. Someone said on the Colin Coward Show that from what I've heard, Katie to the New York Knicks is a done deal already. So we'll get to that uh, coming up now. So I found this article a day ago, and it is by Yard Barker. And... It's not by our Barker, but the article is. But there's someone saying, so his name's Rick Butcher. And he went on The uh, the Herd, The Colin Coward Show. So it's a pretty big show. Uh, kind of like Stephen A. Smith, just kind of rigged. And you can kind of tell he just makes up outrageous lists, uh, um, things. Out- outrageous takes that just get the fans mad and Colin callers because he's outrageous. Um... And I guess if you're in the podcasting business kind of like me, you have to make some bold takes. And that's something I want to work on doing more is taking more bold takes. Um, But I don't want to get outrageous like Stephen A. Smith and Colin Coward. But I want to make some bold takes because I do have some bold takes. And we'll get to more of that down the road. But for now, this is what we're talking about. Um, For for now, right now, at the moment. Um, This is from yesterday, April 3rd, 2019. And has not got enough attention. Uh, I just want to say something that has got attention. Steph Curry, apparently he has had blurry vision his whole NBA career, his whole life, maybe. Best shooter of all times had blurry vision his whole career. 
The basket must look ten times bigger with contacts. Oh my god, that is crazy. I think Steph Curry has blurry vision. Has had blurry vision his whole career. That's just crazy. Um, this is something I want to say. Not Nothing to really talk about there. Um, can't really make up a whole segment, but this can. So, Rick Butcher on the Colin Coward Show, or The Herd, said, From everything I've heard, it's done. Yes, he's leaving. If he so much as gets the Knicks into the conference finals, he will be beloved there like he never has been at Golden State after two championships. So that's his direct quote um, from Rick Butcher. Um, so, again, it also said as a report from Bleacher Reports, Howard Beck also g- suggests that Kyrie Irving is likely to join his pal K- Durant in New York. This certainly seems like a distinct possibility, given that the two reportedly text their talk every day. I buy it. Definitely. Is it a, a done deal? This is a great chance. And I talked about it on a podcast a week or uh, about it two weeks ago. How from two years ago, KD said he'll never join the Knicks to a, a, a fan. It was like an undiscovered video. They finally uh, unraveled it. But I said it, his, his life changes day by day. That's just an NBA player. Two years ago, I don't buy into it at all. This I do. There's a great chance he goes to the Knicks. And from what you know, media, that could be a little scuffed. I, do I think he's 100% going there? No. Do you think he's 95% going there? Probably. What are the odds Kyrie goes there? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the odds are Kyrie goes there. And you want to know why? We'll know when the season's over. That's when we'll know. Here's how we'll know. How does Kyrie feel about the end of the Celtics season? With the Celtics' first second-round exits, did they barely squeak by the Pacers in seven games and then get blown out in five games by the Bucs? If that's so, he's gone. He's in New York. He's already packing his bags after that series. If you make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe losing seven games, or make it to the NBA Finals against the Warriors, you make it far into the playoffs, let's just say that. Then Kyrie's, I think there's a good chance he'll stay. Kyrie is a super moody guy. I'd argue maybe even the most moody guy in the NBA, or at least star-wise. Top 10, top 15 talent-wise, he might be the most moody player. He takes it day by day. If he feels like, you know what, I feel like this group's starting to click. I'm liking it in Boston, he'll stay. But if you were just early exits, he's still not really getting along with the guys. He's gone. Bye. You can you can, you can can already get him his, his ticket on a plane to go to New York. He's already packing his bags. That's just how Kyrie is. He's a very moody guy. So... No one knows what the odds are. No one. We don't know until this playoffs. the playoffs are over. How does Kyrie feel about the Celtics' playoff performance and behind the scenes? Because, again, if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and, like, lose in six games, and you're like, you know what, I think that might be enough. One, maybe it's not. And two, maybe there's something behind the scenes that we don't know about. So we can't take that all into account, but for the most part, I think it's a good a good thing. If Kyrie all of a sudden you make it to the NBA Finals are pretty deep, and Kyrie's like, you know, if you make it to the NBA Finals and they lose, but Kyrie's like, you know what, we started to really come together down the stretch, and he's in a solid mood, then that's a good thing. That's a good thing. So I think there's a, I don't know how good of an odds that Kyrie goes, but 95 percent sure that KD goes to New York, but I. Honestly, 
never sure about anything, especially in the NBA. I always leave the door open for other possibilities, and here I'm given a 5% to, 5 to 10% window for maybe the Clippers or someone else. He's not going back to Golden State. I'm sorry, he's not. Kyrie, I'm not betting money that comes back to Boston, but there's definitely a bigger chance of that. But Kevin Durant to the Knicks is super likely. Kyrie to the Knicks, pretty likely. If I had to give it a percent now, it's a 60, 60% chance, maybe 65% chance that Kyrie goes to New York. Pretty good shot. But I don't know. I'm not putting up a price tag on it just yet because we'll have to wait until the playoffs are over. I Do you agree? Disagree? Because Kyrie's a moody guy. We've seen this in the past before. He's a very, very moody dude. And I... I don't think you can put a price tag on it. And uh, Do I know their best friends? Yes. If I had to bet money on something, yeah, the two, the two go to, to New York. How does that make me feel as a Celtics fan? Not good, because you need Kyrie. You just need a star to win today's NBA. That Celtics team last year, they're not doing that again. I'm sorry. Like, last, last year was ki- kind of lucky in a way, and the East, I feel, goes weaker. Uh, the East was much weaker, and you got kind of lucky. And we're just kind of getting real hot at the right moment, and the other teams just were not sure what to expect. That's just not going to happen again. I mean, maybe it could just because like guys like Tatum and Brown might be even better. Uh, some of your young guys, even Terry Rozier. But, I mean, let's be honest. What are the odds that same group? You, ne- you just need a star. You need a legitimate star. And whether you want to say, oh, Jason Tatum. Tatum's not the star yet. Tatum's not the star I'm talking about, at least. If you want to make a deep playoff run, I'm sorry. That was just luck last year. You overachieved real bad. Well, it was a good thing that you overachieved. But, again, it has not been good this year. Um, so, I mean, that's what I think about this whole Kevin Durant thing. It's not getting any, uh, enough uh, attention. Maybe just because most people figured it was already a done deal. But... I, th- I thought it should receive a little more of attention. So, I mean, yeah, um, that's all I have for you guys today. Hopefully, um, again, the final four. So, there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next few days. The NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs are coming up. We'll get some more data on that Red Sox team and some other MLB teams that are struggling or doing really good. Um, we'll have, I think I already may have said this with the NCAA. I'm pretty sure I already said that. But that's coming up. So, we got a lot to talk about in sports coming up. Uh, hopefully, Colin can uh, join us again. Maybe we can get some more episodes with Thomas and uh, guys like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Please call in on the Anchor Mobile app. Just type in after the Buzzer Sports Talk. Send in a voice message, please. Just something, a suggestion. I'd love, I'm telling you guys, it would be real fun. And I'm going to start trying to do these podcasts early in the day so that way I have a little more time and just more listeners, and it's more flexible for you guys. Whatever for you guys, please. It'll be more fun with more listeners. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.